Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... It seems that younger generations are very thoughtful about their purchasing decisions and its consequence, and I really feel it. it is strongly related to social media. The age of radical transparency is coming out of social media because everyone is giving reviews. Almost anyone has the power to expose shady topics and real issues are becoming trending topics, raising levels of awareness. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 330 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Laura Amado. Laura is the co-founder and director of Fantine, a solution that is digitizing the coffee value chain and helping growers to earn a fair price for their crops. Laura believes that social impact companies are the real drivers of change in society and that tomorrow's economy will be driven by inclusive business models that reward excellence, quality, and fair competitiveness. As an experienced marketeer, social entrepreneur, and innovator, she is committed to building a more equitable economy where everyone should be rewarded for their hard work and receive a fair price for it. Laura believes that inequalities in agriculture can't be solved with aid, charity, and social programs, which can only stem the effects, but not the causes. Laura completed executive studies on sustainable investments in agriculture from Columbia University. At Fantine, she won the Founder for Purpose competition in 2019 and was a runner-up for the 2020 Global Maker Challenge in the Innovation for Inclusive Trade. On today's podcast, we will discuss how Fantine is helping coffee growers engage customers directly in socially responsible and sustainable practices and how entrepreneurs can leverage digital platforms to connect with conscious consumers and create successful strategies. Laura, thank you very much for joining us. It's really exciting to be speaking with you today. Hi, India. Thank you for having me here. I'm very happy to participate on this episode. It's very exciting to be doing this interview. So to start off, could you please share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in sustainable business? I actually come from a very different background. Prior to founding Fantine, I worked for several years as a channel marketing manager and product manager in the IoT space and then in pharma. However, I always had the drive to create a company related to coffee because I really love coffee and that was able to help and serve people through technology. Since I moved out of Colombia several years ago, it has been very shocking to me to see the great contrast between the value given to coffee in consuming countries, the business opportunities and innovation around it, 
and the relative poverty in which producers live in my country and in most producing countries. For this reason, I decided to use the end of my MBA to understand the coffee's value chain, its problems, and the potential solutions. Just to give you a brief overview of the problem, coffee is traded globally as a commodity crop, meaning its value is not tied to quality, but rather it is traded as a financial product ruled by volatility and speculation. This has an impactful consequence in the income of coffee producers because due to the high supply, Coffee prices are regularly low, even lower than production costs. Actually, more than 40% of world coffee producers live below the poverty line. Wow. Only, yes. <laughs> so that's why many producers are leaving coffee farming in search for a more stable source of income. Similarly, a few decades ago, the bargaining power of producers was non-existent because the buyers or traders of coffee were five large companies that basically controlled demand and therefore prices. But luckily, and thanks to the appreciation of coffee, this has changed a lot during the last two decades. Now, the roasting industry is becoming more and more independent and focused on the principles of quality, traceability, and sustainability. Actually, Australia is a great example of the independent and quality-driven culture of coffee. Basically, after ending my research and master's studies, then I met my co-founder who was working on blockchain. And in that moment, I saw the potential of using blockchain to improve transparency in the coffee value chain. So we started Fantine. That's a really incredible background. And it's very clear to see that journey and what has led you to becoming a founder of Fantine. So can you share with our audience a bit more about the organization's core purpose and how it's applying this blockchain technology to create these more equitable outcomes? Sure. So Fantine is a B2B, a business-to-business digital marketplace that helps producers to sell their crops to buyers and roasters in a complete, transparent, and trustable way. Our mission is to provide quality green coffee at zero social or environmental cost. On our platform, we decided to highlight the story of the farmers, their experience producing quality coffee, and the sustainable practices implemented at the farm beyond Mm. certifications. For smallholders farmers that produce high-quality coffee, it is especially important to have this direct channel to roasters because otherwise they will sell their coffee in the commodity market. On the other side of the value chain, roasters see great value in a solution like this because for them it is difficult to access single farm or unique coffees at reasonable prices unless they do direct trade. This is a digital direct trade, more easeable and accessible for roasters. Actually, transparency in coffee is probably one of the most important topics nowadays. And that's why Fantine certifies the price paid to the farmer with the use of blockchain technology. Recently, someone posted a photo of transparency in coffee and it was like a car with polarized windows, slightly open. And I found it very accurate. Normally, it is very difficult to know everything that happens before the exporting process or even the importing process. It is very difficult also to know the price received by the farmer because the coffee valuation is very opaque. There is no transparency and there are many intermediaries shipping away the producer's margin. Normally, these specialty roasters 
pay premium prices that cannot really be verified if they go back to the producers. Many times producers have excellent coffee quality, but since they are not the owners of the copying laboratories, this information is not in their hands and they must accept what they are offered in this market. You can see that in agriculture and impact businesses, there is a lot of talk about giving power or empower uh, communities. But definitely the best way to achieve this is to ensure access to information. And we are doing this through funding. Love it. Really amazing organization and some just really amazing applications there of that innovative technology and those ideas to focus on that idea of connection. And it's really important. So Ventine's doing some amazing work and you talked about it a bit there, but you're looking at creating more engagement between the suppliers, the consumers, and the processes within the supplying of coffee itself and that supply chain and all of the processes there. So if we're looking a bit more broadly at agricultural supply chains in general, and this might be specifically for you relating to coffee or to even other products, but how could consumers more consciously engage with the agricultural supply chains that are providing them food on a daily basis? I believe we are living in an era of societal awakening in relation to the most important topics such as food supply chains, agriculture Mm. and climate change. It seems that younger generations are very thoughtful about their purchasing decisions and its consequences, and I really feel it, it is strongly related to social media. The age of radical transparency is coming out of social media because everyone is giving reviews. Almost anyone has the power to expose shady topics and real issues are becoming trending topics, raising Mm -hmm. levels of awareness. Beyond this, as a consumer, you must be an active part of the supply chain. You should not just wait for the information to reach you to make better purchasing decisions. As a consumer, you can ask your local store about the place of origin of your products, the ingredients, the carbon footprint if available, and certification. If there is a coffee shop or a product that exceeds your expectations because most of the ingredients, for example, are locally sourced because they share their supply chain information, or the price paid to farmers, then it is important to praise them on social media and recommend it to friends. Also, I believe it's very important to be informed. There are plenty of information on internet, even documentaries about ongoing problems in food supply chains. Many times we act out of ignorance, but nowadays information is available to everyone, so this cannot be an excuse anymore. We need to be active consumers looking for products and services that truly match our values and are aligned with the world we want to live in. I really believe that this is the most important thing, having an active influence on the economy. Everything you choose is a vote for a certain type of business model. If you choose to buy directly from farms, then that's what you create. If you choose mega corporation who sell food only because it's something that makes money. That's what you choose to support as well. So everyone has much influence by making these simple decisions of buying. In my opinion, making informed purchasing decisions is what makes the greatest positive impact on food supply chains and the best way to be engaged with food supply chains. 
there's some really incredible recommendations there. And those recommendations can really be adopted by anybody. And as you talked about there, that process of more conscious consumption applies to businesses, governments, and the individuals themselves. And it just really speaks to how much experience you have there to talk about all of those different ways that people can engage in those supply chains. So thank you so much for sharing that with our audience, Laura. And if we're looking now at social enterprises, specifically, a lot of your experience with Fantine is obviously on this edge of applying technology, like blockchain technology to solve these problems. But in the past, you've also worked in social marketing spaces and with digital platforms. So how can social enterprises utilize innovative technology or digital platforms to align more effectively with their audiences and to develop more effective strategies to grow their business. The advantage of social enterprises is that they have a much more interesting story to tell and more important problems to solve than regular businesses. That's why I reckon that social enterprises should focus their efforts in communicating their impact with stakeholders. Using innovative formats such as videos for communicating impact is a great way to amplify their message and scale. Also, social businesses can create community more easily and many more people beyond their customer base can find their message interesting and more willing to share it. Finally, I think technology is a great source of data and by using data, companies can understand their customers better and take better decisions. Consider that three quarters of the planet's population has access to a mobile phone, in many cases more than portable water, financial services, or electricity. So clearly technology is essential for social enterprises as it is for traditional businesses. Really love that. So many important facts there and so many important recommendations as well. And I think that anyone who's listening in this social enterprise and entrepreneurship space will really be able to take a lot out of that. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. And looking to the future now a bit more about opportunities, right? Where are there emerging opportunities for impact-led businesses or entrepreneurs in the next couple of years? And what factors also exist that might become obstacles and might be holding people back from creating social change? I think agri-food or food tech, climate-related solutions are definitely areas that today are creating a lot of interest. We are living in a moment where food security, traceability, and safety are indeed relevant topics. Consumers are more health conscious than ever before. They are worried about the content of their food, its origin, freshness, and safety. These consumers are also increasingly concerned about the sustainability of food production and its impact on the environment. Buying local on the organic food movement are growing trends that have taken hold with more modern consumers. So I think the food industry has a tremendous opportunity to meet the needs of new and more sophisticated demanding consumers while at the same time satisfying everyone, especially stakeholders in the case of social enterprise. There are many issues and opportunities that surround food supply chains, such as climate driving decision-making, market access for small farmers, transparency and connections within the value chain. I really see big opportunities for solutions that aim to solve these problems while considering always the principles of sustainability, traceability and transparency. The problems that I can see or what factors might hold entrepreneurs back, I think the regular ones, I think it will take twice as much time 
and twice as much cash as expected. So it is always a challenge, but if you are clear about your mission, if you really want to pursue it, this is the most important thing in your favor. Very well said, Lauren. So many different opportunities there and challenges as well. And it's really great to speak about that agri-food space as well. I really am hoping to see more and more people like you with Fantine taking those opportunities and working within that sector. Once again, thank you for talking about that there. And we're moving now actually into the end of our interview, Laura. And I've just got two kind of questions, uh, short and sharp, just to ask at the end. So firstly, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that are creating a positive social change in the world around them? An emerging topic that I find particularly interesting at the moment is related to decentralized autonomous organizations or DAOs. Mm. I don't know if you are aware of this, but DAOs are basically organizations created by code on the blockchain. I came across very recently this concept, but basically are organizations created by code on the blockchain that are joined by people who are aligned to specific objectives or social values. What I like the most is that they are community-led and the decision-making about how funds are spent is done by the participants themselves. I really believe these DAOs can solve many problems of transparency, accountability, and decision-making of traditional hierarchical structures such as charities, nonprofits, or even social enterprise. This is a constantly changing world that is worth exploring, and I really look forward to seeing the outcome of these DAOs. They're really fascinating. I've heard a bit about them, but my understanding is actually quite minimal, but they're a really great emerging space. And it's awesome to hear that people like yourself are taking interest in them. I'm hoping the audience will do that as well. And to finish off, what books or resources would you recommend for our listeners? For those interested to understand blockchain in a simple and entertaining way, I recommend reading the book, Move Over Brokers, Here Comes the Blockchain by mm-hmm. Kierfin Lowbates. He also has a very digestible blog on LinkedIn, so I really recommend it. Also, I've been following a platform called Waterbear for climate and social related issues around the world. Their documentaries are very beautiful, extremely educational and inspiring. Finally, I am keener to read fiction rather than not fiction. I would recommend a book that I really like is The Count of Monte Cristo. Because it's a very inspirational book about resilience, courage, and the importance of putting everything into perspective. Normally, when you're an entrepreneur, you are dealing constantly with a lot of challenges and your mind is also, if you can't control your mind, that it's a big problem. I really feel this book helps you, like leaves a mark on you. And as an entrepreneur, you can always relate to it. So this can be my recommendations. Wow, really great note to end on there about resilience. And those are some wonderful resources that you've just listed there. And all of those books, resources, initiatives, and entrepreneurs or different movements that you've talked about throughout the podcast, they'll all be linked in at the end of the article. So once people have either listened to our conversation or they've went through and had a read of the transcript, they'll be able to click on through, check them all out, and really learn more about all of these great frontiers in the world. So I just want to say that actually brings us to the end of our interview, Laura. I really love speaking with you today. And some of these insights are just absolutely priceless. And I really hope people take away a lot from this episode. I know that I certainly did. 
And on behalf of Impact Boom, I just want to thank you for making the time to share your insights so generously. And as in your work and the future and with Benteen, I just wish you all the best. We really can't wait to follow your journey and we can't wait to see how much success you have in the future. So take care. Take care, India. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.